human race has a history of exploring the world and pushing for the next true frontier. Whether it is Columbus searching for India or settlers pushing west in the Americas, humans are always creating new developments that allow us to traverse farther and go faster. Once an area has been conquered, we rapidly move to the next in a never-ending thirst for new terrain to be explored. In this podcast, we will talk about the two remaining frontiers of the current age and the similarities and differences in each of them. I'm your host, Andy Burke, alongside my counterpart, Andy Novak. And welcome to Andy Squared. Humans have explored the majority of the land on Earth, expanding into new areas and forming civilizations on all the continents, minus Antarctica. And as we realize the limitations of our world, we turned our sights on further targets, namely the moon and other aspects of space. But why have we slowed the exploration of our own world when there's still so much it has to offer? We know next to nothing about the depths of our ocean, and yet we have turned towards the moon as our next frontier. The depths of the ocean have never been the next big ticket item in terms of exploration, but it has been explored to some extent. Researching one of the more inhospitable places on Earth has always been difficult, so much so that it requires tremendous effort to even get close to the bottom of the ocean. For every 33 feet you descend, the pressure increases about 15 pounds per square inch. By the time you reach the bottom of the ocean, the pressure is tremendous, and only the most durable submarines can survive. That being said, there have been explorations of the bottom of the ocean, with the first occurring in 1872 with the Challenger Expedition funded by the British to gather information on the depths of the ocean. The Challenger Expedition gathered information on the sediment consistency at deep points in the ocean, as well as the direction and strength of the ocean currents. The Challenger Expedition marked the beginning of advancements in oceanic research. However, there was no significant increase in the level of exploration after this point. It seems like humanity had little interest in the ocean floor. Research trips pertaining to the ocean were and are relatively unremarkable, and the majority of the population knew nothing about them. When was the last time you saw a submarine launch in the news, Andy? I can confidently say that outside of Shark Week, I have never seen a submarine launch on the news, let alone on TV at all. With that being said, there have been some significant advances as recent as the 20th century, though they might not have received public recognition. For example, sonar. Early sonar was developed in the 20th century and proved invaluable in charting the ocean floor and providing more accurate details than they had been previously measured. Another interesting development is the descent into the Mariana Trench, the deepest point in the ocean. There have been three people who traveled to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, two of which were aboard the Triste mission in 1960 and another in 2012. Comparatively, there have been 12 people on the surface of the moon through various NASA missions. We've discussed some advancements made in this field. Now let's discuss the money. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, a department of the United States government which compiles data on weather and ocean currents, has a sub-department called the Office of Exploration and Research, which was granted $23.7 million in the 2015 budget. $23.7 million for the leading agency on ocean exploration. That figure seems to be a gross underestimation of importance, but we'll talk about that in a second. The amount is surprising, but perhaps it represents more the American public's feeling towards the topic. If exploring the ocean isn't important to Americans, then the Senate will not expand its budget. I think that's enough about the ocean. Let's move on.
Space exploration, specifically that of the moon, has had a much more definite start than that of oceanic exploration. The Cold War began around 1945 as tension between the United States and the Soviet Union heated up over nuclear stalemates and the expansion of communism. Around 1957, the space race began with Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev using the launch of the Soviet satellite into space as evidence that communism was the supreme government of the world. While the U.S. president at the time, Dwight D. Eisenhower, did not see it fit to respond to Khrushchev's claims, his successor JFK did, and so NASA was born. From the 1960s onward, NASA grew and expanded with the ultimate goal of landing a man on the moon, and they succeeded in just that on July 16, 1969, when Neil Armstrong and his compatriots landed on the moon, crossing the finish line for a 12-year-long space race. And that was just the first moon landing. There have been various missions which have gathered scientific data, like the six following Apollo missions, which gathered around 842 pounds of lunar rock samples, as well as many other expeditions. Though the Cold War has long been over, space exploration continues to be a fruitful endeavor for governments across the globe. The implementation of satellites can be used for meteorology or national defense, and space exploration is also often a great source of national pride. The budget for NASA as of 2013 was $3.8 billion. That's roughly 160 times the budget for ocean research. This past year, NASA requested $21 billion, which is a 6% increase from the previous year. It's crazy how big a difference there is between the two. Let's take a look at some of the possible factors for such a difference. So why does the moon remain such an alluring target for exploration and scientific discovery? It could have to do with the historical pattern which has developed throughout human history. As societies emerged, like that of the Egyptians or the Greeks, astronomers have regarded the moon with a revered fascination, sometimes attributing a deity to their existence. But for as often as humans have looked up at the moon and wondered, what is up there? Very seldom have they looked down at the water and had the same curiosity. What is also apparent is the major difference in public opinion of the topic of exploration. According to a Rockwell International survey done in 1989, 80% of the people surveyed approved of the space program, and 77% thought that the space race was a cause with which America should be at the forefront. It was important that no other country surpass the U.S. It was difficult to find data on the public opinion on ocean exploration, most likely due to the fact that it is simply not at the forefront of discussion in today's landscape. Another discrepancy between the two is the amount of money attributed to each in the U.S. budget. NASA was given roughly $3.8 billion in the 2013 budget, while the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Office of Exploration, which leads ocean exploration, was given only $23.7 million. It's no wonder that ocean exploration has paled in comparison to space exploration. NASA has been given 160 times the amount of money as the leading agency on ocean research. The ocean has remained largely unexplored to this day, with little interest in the scientific opportunity which it has to offer. But we don't necessarily think that this is a bad thing, simply an interesting observation about the status of our world. If you think that this topic is interesting and would like to hear more podcasts like this, let us know and we'll be happy to make another podcast for this series. Guys, thank you for listening. Make sure to tune in to the next episode of Andy Squared.